The Weekly Driver Podcast is presented by americantrucks.com. americantrucks.com is staffed by passionate professionals who thrive to provide you with the best Ford F-150, Dodge Ram 1500, Chevrolet Silverado 1500, and GMC Sierra 1500 aftermarket parts and accessories, all available at the best prices. Visit www.americantrucks.com. The Weekly Driver Podcast also gets support from the podcast Off Track. James Hinchcliffe and Alexander Rossi, top drivers in the Verizon IndyCar series, are co-hosts of the Pop Culture and General Interest Sports Podcast. They provide unique perspectives as drivers racing their way to the upper echelon of open wheel racing. Guests include top performers in many industries, including John Green, Pat McAfee, Tony Stewart, and Jeff Ross. Hincliffe and Rossi, who have also been reality TV stars, discuss their whirlwind schedule and provide racing updates. Listen to Off Track today on Apple iTunes and on all other major podcast platforms. Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I am the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com and an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group. My friend and colleague and co-host is Bruce Aldrich. Today's guest is John Bushman. I first knew of John's work without knowing John at the recent outdoor retailer show in Denver, Colorado. John runs a company called Eurobus, which is Subaru spelled backwards. And John's expertise, and he has a lot of it, is to restore old cars, in particular uh, Volkswagen vans and other classic vehicles. You know, you have the most creative name I've ever heard. How did the name of the company come about, and uh, and uh, is it U R A bus or Eurobus? We we pronounce it just Eurobus. Uh huh. Um, but whenever I explain it to someone, I usually say it's U R A bus, and it's Subaru backwards. So what we do is uh, we we throw the Subaru engines in the back of a Volkswagen bus, and we figured whenever well when I first started the company it was actually Bushman's Auto Works, which is my last name. Spelled German through and through. Yes. Auto works with an E, Bushman, two N's, and with a C in there. Yes. And no one could spell it. So everyone would say my name is John the Mechanic. And I was like, it's, it's fine, but it's, you know, it's tough to, uh, tough to market with John the Mechanic as, a, as opposed to <laughs> the, the actual shop name. Yes. Well, I guess a good place to start maybe on, on what you've done is, since I'm only familiar with the 76 um, bus that I saw. Tell us about that and uh, what kind of project that was for you. So the the start of that van was actually we uh, my mom was looking for a camper and I've been building vans for the past uh, five years professionally and then obviously um, for a lot longer before that. But uh, and she was looking for just an RV of some sort and so we were like I was like hey I build vans like let me build you one. So when we got it it was a uh, it was it was pretty rusty, pretty beat down, and she was pretty grossed out by it. And uh, I was like, just close your eyes, like let me do it. Uh, kind of, she just said she wanted it green, so 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 picked a pick some vintage uh, Volkswagen colors, and uh, all she wanted was it to be clean, simple, and reliable. So it certainly looks that gave, gave me that. Yeah. yeah. And how long of a process was that? And if if you don't mind, I know it's your mom, but. Can you give us some umbrella areas, or umbrella, I should say, the spectrum of what a restoration might cost? Yeah, so so 
um, it, it took just a little bit under a year. Um, we had a couple, a couple hangups because she wanted an automatic transmission and it was a manual. She wanted air conditioning and the old Volkswagen. So they have neither of those or they're very rare. And she's just funny because she told me, Hey, John, you just got to pray about it. And I said, not praying for car parts, Jan. Uh, <laughs> and two days later, someone called me to haul off a van from their lot and it was a automatic AC, automatic with AC Volkswagen van. So we were able to swap in some, 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 some vintage uh, convenience parts into her van. But uh, yeah, so it took, took, a, took about a year, mm-hmm. just, just under a year. And usually like our restored vans run from anywhere from like 25 up to into the 50 range, depending on what people want. We source the vans, we'll, we'll source parts for them. You know, whatever direction they want to go. Are many of these parts new, or is it mostly uh, salvage parts? If we can get them salvaged, it's better because they actually see, you save. It's not that you save money, but it's way better quality. Oh, so okay. A vintage German part is much better than a new Chinese part. I see. I heard, uh, and you mentioned it too, but you actually put Subaru motors in in your vans, or some of them, if if that's yeah. what a customer wants. Yep. Uh, so we'll stick Subaru motors or turbo diesels or. or any any sort of turbo motor, I prefer to go fast. So, uh, yeah, we, we swap in those Subaru motors, and it's it's a pretty easy conversion, um, and it's reliable, and it scares away uh, any mechanic from working on it, and it makes people feel comfortable because they can drive cross country and still get parts uh, for at least the engine side of it. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I know they're using them for sand rails. Um, boy, yeah. that means that means you could put a Subaru motor in my. My old bug then, huh? I'd never heard of that. Totally. That would be yeah. perfect. That would, be that would motivate it. I'm tired of 36 horsepower. <laughs> hey, John, going back to what you're saying about your mom, you know, that's a, that's a, a, the lesson learned, of course, is it's hard for me to learn, too, is listen to your mom. They always got good advice whether we want to know. when We, we don't want to always believe them or accept it, but they're usually they're right. We've been looking at your website, John, and, and the representations you have of what you do are fantastic. Um, I'd like to ask him, and you're a relatively young guy, did you learn some, some of these talents from your father, an older brother, or self-taught? Self-taught? Um, my, uh, yeah, not, no real relationship with my father. Uh, actually, the garage was kind of our sanctuary, so uh, there's, there's, Four boys in my family were all different types of builders or mechanics. Uh, my brother works with uh, Diesel Brothers on Discovery. He's a, a welder and a chassis fabricator. And then my uh, younger brother is a uh, airline mechanic. He also works with me. He's actually he's just taken a hiatus and headed off to um, Afghanistan. He leaves next week. And then my uh, my older brother is a diesel guy also. So, yeah, we're, we're all some sort of a mechanic, and we're all self-taught, kind of taught each other. That's pretty interesting to score your uh, one of your brothers there on Diesel Brothers on a TV show. Could That's you, great. Wouldn't you like to have that at your yeah. shop? The Euro Brothers or something. <laughs> Someone wanted to make a TV show about us, but it just sounds like it's a, sounds like it's a rough way to, uh, to make a living. They, they sound pretty invasive. Yeah, sure. I would think they'd I think be, be... I think it'd be a ton of fun, but... You know, You'd have to do everything six times. They'd have to repeat yeah. everything. 
Yes. Well, anyway, I was impressed that you not you know you do the sheet metal work, uh, you you do uh, body work, you do cabinetry work, and you have somebody there, or maybe it's you that does even upholstery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, every, everything start to finish. And then on top of it, the, the mechanical and the electrical swaps. Uh, yeah, I learned how to sew. Actually, funny story how I learned how to sew is my, uh, my younger brother, who's on Diesel Brothers, he was also a lineman in college. Uh, so he's six foot four, 300 pounds. Uh, and my older brother is also six foot five, 280 pounds. And I'm a measly six foot one, 150 pounds, tall glass of water. Yeah. So I was getting hand-me-ups, third generation hand-me-ups from my younger brother while I was in junior high and high school. And so I had to learn how to hem all of my pants because they were all way too long and they were usually too big. That's great. And with the, with the big family, I was like, well, this is, if I want to wear clothes, I'm at least going to make them fit. So I, uh, well, if you can do pants, I guess. If you can, yeah, hem your hem your jeans, I guess you should be doing auto upholstery, right? That's right. Jump right into it. Exactly. Now, now, John, you're in Englewood, uh, uh, Colorado, and I was also born in Englewood, but I was born in Englewood, New Jersey. But I've spent a lot of time in I've spent a lot of time in Colorado. Tell us a little bit about where you're located and what kind of. I mean, the the mountain towns and the interesting places in Colorado are, are almost endless. So. What kind of a community are you in, and, and um, uh, what what kind of a place is Englewood? So, what's, uh, Englewood is kind of where, uh, well, grew up in Littleton, and yes. then uh, uh, opened the shop in Englewood, but uh, we actually just bought a location, uh, a property in Buena Vista, mm-hmm. which the locals call it Buena Vista. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the argument for another day. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's up in the mountains. It's about two hours outside of Denver. And we're we're gonna move the majority of the shop, uh, aside from the paint and body, up to the mountains. So we'll be doing all the upholstery, the cabinetry, the mechanical work uh, up in the mountains. And it's it's a really pretty location. It's kind of more of a destination. And we're we're trying to create a van community. We're trying to create it to where people want to come up to the mountains and want to enjoy uh, enjoy what Colorado has to offer, and they want to enjoy it in a van. So your so, your clientele is more. Uh, they're going to use these vans. It, this we're not talking show cars here. No, no, we don't build show cars. We we, we make them look pretty. Uh, um, but but really, I mean, we're swapping super engines in that the van that was at uh, or the bus that was at the car show or at the uh, outdoor retailer show actually had Audi front seats, Audi wheels. I build them so they drive well, so they're comfortable. Um, I, I'm not building them to OEM spec because it gets so expensive and so tedious and it's a rabbit hole on when do you stop. So it makes it, it makes it difficult to actually focus on a build when, when you're always checking numbers, making sure that the training matches the motor, matches the body. Uh, so, so our goal is to get people out in them, to get them seen, to get them playing, to get them in the mountains, on the rivers and, uh, yeah, that's, and that's how we build them. We build them for adventure. The Weekly Driver Podcast gets support from AmericanMuscle.com, your late model Mustang and F-150 authority, bringing you the hottest products and top-notch customer service for over a decade. No one makes it easier to modify your ride. Visit AmericanMuscle.com today. That's great. Now, 
We've noticed also, away from the VW world, which is a great world to be in, you have some other, uh, all kinds of uh, manufacturers. We noticed, uh, I think it's a Dodge. We noticed some other vehicles on there. So has there been something that's been way out of the ordinary that somebody came to you and said, I've got a, um, you know, 1928 DeSoto. Uh, could you restore this for me? Or have you done some unusual projects <laughs> like that? That, that uh, we, we do, uh, that Dodge was probably the weirdest one because they called me up and they're like, yeah, we've got a Dodge A100, you know, could you do anything with this? And I was like, I don't even know what an A100 is, you know? Me, and, neither, uh, me neither. And they brought it and I was like, this thing's incredible. Yeah. What did you do on that particular project? How, how uh, extensive was that? So that one, we, uh, the, they're, they're, they took it to go get wraps. It was for Capello's. It's a gluten-free uh, noodle company, so they do paleo, paleo and gluten-free. Yes. Uh, they wanted just the interior, so we did a, a, a suede silver interior uh, headliner, and then also on top of that, we did a, a black upholstery inside, gator-skinned, it's fake gator, but gator-skinned seats, and just like a bunch of cool little tiny things just to make the, out, the outside looks all patina, and then you open the door and you're like, wow, it's a different fan inside. That's great. What was your most expensive build, or what, you don't have to name the price, but I mean, what 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 vehicle was it, and what, what stuff did you do to it? Um, the most expensive build has probably been, uh, we're doing a synchro right now, uh, and the synchros are the, the all-wheel drive vans, um, and they mostly get expensive just because the parts are, you know, every little part is um, hard to find. When you find them, they're very expensive and they're worn out or you have to, you know, rebuild everything. So, uh, yeah, the synchro, the synchro we're building is probably going to be the most. And then besides that, there was a, uh, a van again that we did the full interior, exterior. It was uh, painted it the Toyota tan color. So quicksand uh-huh. and uh, to the Subaru engine swamp. Um, and then that one was it, was, it was a big job. It was a ton of work, but it was so nice that it's done. And the guy, he, as soon as we finished it, he took it to California. He surfed for, I think, two months and then came back to Colorado, went to New Mexico, and he's just traveling back and forth in it. That's great. Wow, he's really using it then. That's good. This is a, this is a little self-serving oh, yeah. here, but... You know, the, the 76 that you had at the Outdoor Retailer Show, um, I took a picture of it, and I used it in a story I wrote about um, Helinox and some of the other companies that had great product lines there. And uh, so there, there's a picture of it on theweeklydriver.com, but the reason I'm mentioning this is that that vehicle, all kinds of people had all kinds of way to present their products, but... Um, other than the woman who was serving soft serve ice cream with bacon bits on top, I think that your 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 VW bus, um, you know, they 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 made a good decision because the bus stood out and it was a really a good attraction to showcase that company's products. Have you had other people contact you for unusual reasons to use a vehicle in? I mean, anything from a movie set to a celebration of an anniversary or a birthday party? Have you had other experiences like that? Yeah, definitely. We get a lot of calls for weddings. So we have a lot of people who are, they're getting married and they're looking to drive off in a van or to have a van as a part of their wedding. And uh, the the bubble top bubbles the bus that was at the show. 
<laughs> they they actually uh, to my sister she was like oh yeah I'll totally go to your wedding and she charged them to take pictures at it and just you know took brought her photography friend they took a bunch of photos and everyone loved it they got a chance to like sit inside and drive around and they drove off in it that's great so yeah. that was cool and then yeah and then we've had a couple couple TV or, or not TV like a radio show not radio sorry um, commercials just like TV commercials like hey can we use your van for this like just local and no one came through but they would call and ask and I'd be like yeah sure you know let's let's figure out like a time and figure out like what goes into it yes have you done any uh, mods or rebuilds or what have you on the uh, Eurovans the, the ones that were built in the 90s and the 2000s from VW definitely um those are hot right I'm now. Trying Those are... to convince, yeah, they they hold their value so well. I'm trying to convince a customer of mine to uh, do a a diesel swap with an all wheel drive transmission system. So the in Germany, we actually flew out to Germany last year to go get contacts to get parts and equipment and supplies, uh, and the Eurovans came in the all wheel drive model everywhere else in the world but the states so they are already set up for it and i'm trying to convince uh a customer of mine to to go diesel and all-wheel drive all at once well that's but, great um, it's, it's kind of a hard sell because there, there's definitely some money involved and there's definitely there's there's going to be a lot of custom fabrication but once it's done it would be incredible we i noticed or we noticed on your website that uh on some levels it appears to be a family affair you have a uh, your mom, I think, maybe or, or, or some relative, um, maybe an older sister, I'm not quite sure, holding a dog. There's a young lady in some of the photos. So um, you, you've put the family yeah. you put the family and friends to work, I think, on some of the images. Who are those people? Yeah, so so my mom is the one who's holding the dog. So there's a before and after of the uh, kind of the timeline on the van. You can see, like, when she got the dog with the puppy, and then she... There was another photo of her holding the same dog, and it was just a little bit less of a puppy. Yes. <laughs> once it was completed, um, and then my sister, she runs the front desk, so she answers the phone. She's much better at that than I am. She's she's quite organized, uh, which which I need because I am so I'm driven on the uh, hands on, and then when it comes to doing paperwork, that's got to be the death of me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and then my uh, my brother, who my brother. He's taking a hiatus to get he to. Uh, he's in the Air Force. He's taking his hiatus because he's going to be gone for six months. But as soon as he gets back from Afghanistan, then he'll be back in full steam, and we'll be we'll be working together again. Great. Well, uh, John, this has been a really good experience. You sound so enthusiastic about what you do. Uh, we forgot to ask your age. Uh, did, somewhere did I see a oh. reference to thirty-one? Uh, 33. 33. 34. I just turned 34. Congratulations. <laughs> that's that's great. Well, we want to thank um, John Bushman for being our guest on the Weekly Driver podcast. Make sure to visit um, the company's website. It's Subaru Backwards. U R A B U S dot net. If that's that, is that correct? That's it. Okay. Thank you, sir, for being our guest. Uh, we appreciate what you do. The, your work is beautiful, and uh, want to wish you the best luck and uh, best of luck. And thanks for being our guest today. We really appreciate it. 
James and Bruce, yeah, thanks for taking the time. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm really thinking about that uh, Subaru motor. I'd love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, 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 it really changes changes the beast. Oh, I'll makes bet. It, makes it run and drive really well. Yep. All right, friend. Thank you again for the time, and um, best of luck in your business. You don't need our luck, but you do great work, but uh, continued, continued <laughs> luck. All right. Take care. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Thank See you. Bye-bye. The Weekly Driver Podcast is presented by americantrucks.com. americantrucks.com is staffed by passionate professionals who thrive to provide you with the best Ford F-150, Dodge Ram 1500, Chevrolet Silverado 1500, and GMC Sierra 1500 aftermarket parts and accessories, all available at the best prices. Visit www.americantrucks.com. The Weekly Driver Podcast also gets support from the podcast Off Track. James Hinchcliffe and Alexander Rossi, top drivers in the Verizon IndyCar series, are co-hosts of the Pop Culture and General Interest Sports Podcast. They provide unique perspectives as drivers racing their way to the upper echelon of open wheel racing. Guests include top performers in many industries, including John Green, Pat McAfee, Tony Stewart, and Jeff Ross. Hincliffe and Rossi, who have also been reality TV stars, discuss their whirlwind schedule and provide racing updates. Listen to Off Track today on Apple iTunes and on all other major podcast platforms. 